0: Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how and why Christians should pray for the members of their government. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the most powerful and biblical form of patriotism that we can show. You know, as Christians, we know that our first and most important allegiance can never be to a country or a candidate or a political philosophy. When we were buried in the waters of baptism, those old ties, they should have been cut and we rose solely devoted to God. And that said, Jesus told us to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God and we should strive to satisfy the needs and the demands of government while always reserving what belongs to God you know we still live in a physical world and part of that world includes government and it includes politics and that comes with certain responsibilities and one of our specific obligations is to pray for those in positions of civil authority you know Paul made this clear in his first letter to the young evangelist Timothy when he wrote I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. So pray for those in positions of authority. Why? And not so they can have glory or wealth or success by their definition. Paul says it's for a very specific reason, so that we can lead a quiet life devoted to God. And there may be many things that we associate with a tranquil and quiet life, but there are some certain things from a biblical standpoint that stand out. First would be the freedom to work and provide for ourselves. You know Paul instructed the Christians in Thessalonica to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your own hands just as we commanded you so that you will behave properly towards outsiders and not be in any need. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 11 through 12. Some might want to be free from work some might want to be free from the obligation to care for ourselves but paul said that working is included in this quiet life that a christian should live so to the degree that we're able we should provide for our own according to first timothy 5 8 and we should not be dependent upon others as we're able second thessalonians chapter 3 verses 7 through 10 not only should we pray that we have the freedom to work, but we can also pray for the freedom to assemble with other Christians and to worship with other Christians. Both of those are vital for Christians. The Hebrew writer said, "Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near." Hebrews ten twenty four through twenty five. Regarding worship, Jesus said. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth, in John 4, 24. Assembling and worshiping are not optional, and we pray that our government allows us. We can also consider the freedom to teach the gospel to others. Jesus told his apostles in the Great Commission to go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Son and the Father and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. And so, while not every aspect of the commission applies to us today, we still have the responsibility to teach the gospel. 1 Peter 3.15, Philippians 2.16, 1 Timothy 3.15 all tell us that. Finally, we also pray that we can have the freedom from persecution. You know, persecution can come either from the government as they act as a, a minister of the devil rather than of God, like it talks about in Revelation 2.10, or from some other individual or group that ought to be punished by a properly functioning government. And Romans 13.4 talks about that. You know, persecution, it tries to destroy the church, as Saul tried to do uh, in Jerusalem, driving the disciples out of the city in Acts chapter 8. But the absence of persecution, that helps the church to grow. You know, Notice what happened after Saul was converted and the persecution uh, ceased. It says, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace, being built up and going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It continued to increase in Acts chapter 8. 9 verse 31. Now we pray that we can lead a quiet and tranquil life that includes these freedoms, but we have to note that when these freedoms don't exist, our responsibility before God remains unchanged. It's preferable in God's sight and, and certainly our own as well that we have these freedoms rather than not having them. But when we don't have the freedom, as the government deems, we still have the obligation. Now, let's look at the breadth or the scope of Paul's command to pray here. He says, Make supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings for all men and all who are in high positions. Our lives might be a whole lot easier if we could just pray, God, bless everybody in the best way possible. To you be the glory, amen. And that covers everything, right? And in a, a command like this that we read where we're to pray for all men, including kings and those in authority, it might be tempting to do that. Just pray for everybody so everybody's covered. But let me tell you, God doesn't need us to remind him of everyone and everything he created. He knows and what he needs is for us to expand the borders of our love, to expand the borders of our concern. Paul's saying that there is no one that should fall outside of our compassion. After Paul has stressed that we pray for all men, he, he specifically mentions kings and those in high positions to make sure that we include them. Why? Well, it's clear from verses 4 through 7 Though what Paul wants to emphasize is that no one's excluded from our goodwill. Nobody is beyond the grace of God and nobody is beyond the love and compassion of Christians. So why then do kings and those in high positions come for special mention? Well, first reason I imagine he mentions them is because these people are often characterized by things that make it difficult for the early Christians and for us today To pray for them for example they were often distant remote removed from if not in actual miles from the people in thought and mind it was hard to pray for someone who they didn't know that difficulty paul says and while it's real it has to be overcome we are to pray for those the kings and those in high positions emperors like nero and governors like pilate and kings like herod they may seem remote they may seem inaccessible But they have not escaped the compassion of God. They are not remote or inaccessible to God. And by prayer, you can get as close as one of their intimate advisors. Another characteristic that makes rulers hard to pray for is that they're often living in direct defiance of God. This was almost universally true in Paul's day, and with very few exceptions, is still true today. Most of our leaders live in defiance to God. It doesn't matter where or when we've lived. To obey God's command to pray for all in high positions, it's going to involve us praying for a lot of people who are hostile to our faith. But God says, and Paul says, we shouldn't hesitate one moment to pray for them. First, because God may save them, bring them to a knowledge of the truth. And second, because God uses rulers to accomplish his purposes, whether they believe in him or not. Yet God is bigger than politicians. He's bigger than politics. He's bigger than government. No king, no president, no premier, no supreme leader can stay the hand of the Lord when he's purposed to do something. Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Many are the plans of a mind of a, of a man, of a king, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will be established in Proverbs nineteen 21. We're to pray for kings and for all in high positions, whether they're believers or not, because our God reigns and none can stay his hand. That is the most incredible form of patriotism we can show, to pray for our leaders that they will allow us to live a quiet and tranquil life dedicated to God. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation If you appreciate this content and want to make sure the others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.